Welcome to Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. I'm your host, Ron Ecklebarger. Here we go with the Bob Hope Show. This is episode number 449 of the Bob Hope Show, and it originally aired on March 14th, 1950. Here now is Bob Hope with his special guest, yes, once again, Fred Allen. Lever Brothers, makers of Lux Toilet Soap, the screen star's own beauty soap, Spry, and other fine products, bring you the Bob Hope Show. Yes, transcribed from New York City, it's the Bob Hope Show with Doris Day, Jack Kirkwood, Irene Ryan, yours truly, Hi Everback, Les Brown and his band of renown, our special guest, Fred Allen. And here he is, Bob Hope! Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. How do you do? This is Bob, finishing his second week at the Paramount Hope. Telling you the returns at the box office were fat. I expected to dine at the Stork Club like an aristocrat, but the income tax man came with a bat and held out his hat. Tell me, which way is the automat? <laughs> yes, sir, I've been at the Paramount two weeks now, doing six shows a day. In fact, I've been in that hot spotlight so long, the Wilson Ham Company comes over every hour to base me. been real wonderful. I, I'm living at the Waldorf, you know. I'm not living. I'm stopping there for my stationery. I'm living at the Mills Hotel. But it's been great here in New York. After tonight, I go on tour again. I'll be in Syracuse the 15th, Cincinnati the 16th, Owensboro, Kentucky the 17th, St. Louis the 18th, Kansas City the 19th, and Denver the 20th. I haven't got a joke here, but the tax department made me throw those in so they can keep track of me. <laughs> Income tax time. Yes, sir. Income tax. That's government talk for put something in the pot, boy. <laughs> and it's awful the way the government doesn't trust people. I had three dates with a blonde cashier of the Paramount Theater. Then I discovered she was Secretary Snyder in a wig. <laughs> But the new tax forms are very simple. There's only three brackets this year. Low, medium, and reach, brother. <laughs> I went down to the income tax office yesterday with Jane Russell. I didn't want him watching my form too closely. <laughs> yeah. I tried to help Jane Russell with her income tax, but all I got was a scolding. I don't know what she was so snooty about. It says right on the form, withholding. Gotta be careful, though. She's married to Bob Waterfield, you know, the all-pro football player. And I don't want to get drop-kicked over the Empire State Building. <laughs> Crosby and his son Gary are having a little trouble with their income tax. They're tossing it aside who will declare who is the dependent. <laughs> and Sinatra had a lot of trouble with his income tax. The collector disputed one item Frankie had down, living expenses. <laughs> Sinatra not only mails in his tax return, he rides along in the envelope to argue. <laughs> and Arthur Godfrey is so loaded, the government doesn't collect from him in the usual way. President Truman just sends Bess over with a market basket. 
everybody's afraid they won't have any money left when they die, but Jack Benny discovered a way to take it with him. He had his appendix taken out and a piggy bank put in. goose cry winging north in the lonely sky tried to sleep but it was no use cause I'm a brother to the old wild goose <laughs> those new Studebakers scare me <laughs> yes I am the wild goose boy no matter where I am or what I'm doing, when I hear the cry of the wild goose, I must follow. I've had romances all over the world. There was Olga in Sweden, Sonia in Russia, Katrina in Holland, Fifi in France, and Sam in England. Boy, was it foggy that night. But I left them all to follow the cry of the wild goose. Remember the day the wild goose lured me to the far north. I was mushing across the frozen wasteland on my dog sled. Get up, Rex. Get up, Yukon. Get up, Whitey. Get up, Prince. That'll teach you to ad lib. I'm the star here now. Come on, mush. <laughs> mush. Oh, I forgot. Wheaties. <laughs> Thank you, Jack Strongheart, All-American Dog. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I traveled all day through the icy wilderness, and the night I came across a lonely igloo with a sign outside. Hudson Bay Trading Post. I knocked on the door and it opened. I asked, Is this the Hudson Bay Trading Post? Yes, step down into it. <laughs> this is the Hudson Bay Trading Post. <laughs> That's about all we can do with that, I guess, huh? It's Eskimo custom. When boy and girl meet, must rub noses. Well, if you insist. <laughs> What's the matter? <laughs> been so close to nose, so far from man. My name, Nakapua. That Eskimo for flower of the north. What's your name? Robert. Robert? Mm. That's not right for you. I give you Eskimo name. I call you Kini Namba Igma Hamak Pubutuma Uklu. Gee, thanks. What does that mean? Blubber. <laughs> Wait a minute now. Oh, no, get mad. Make yourself at home. Almost time for dinner. Oh, I'm sorry I can't stay long. I have to leave when I hear the cry of the wild goose. Oh, no, go yet. Sit down here in igloo. Me like you. You do? You know what a kiss is, don't you? Oh, no. Me never been out of front yard. 
Well, it's easy. All you have to do is pucker your lips and then... You've never been out of your front yard? No. How long ago did Admiral Byrd go through here? Oops, there's the cry of the wild goose. Sounds like Petrillo with a sinus condition. <laughs> Farewell, not to poo, I must leave. Oh, but why do you have to go? My heart knows what the wild goose knows, and I must go where the wild goose goes. Wild goose, brother goose, which is best? A wandering foot or a heart at risk? Oh, yeah. Again, I followed the wild goose. This time it went south to Savannah, Georgia. And there on the porch of an old plantation, I found romance again. As I stood there on the steps, a lovely southern maiden walked toward me. I could tell she was a true daughter of Dixie. Are you a southerner? My aunt has forbidden me to speak to anyone but southerners. Am I a southerner? will chip my chitlins and hock my ham. <laughs> Ma'am, I'm Robert Beauregard Hope. I just adore the little old way you say those little old things, a little old, little old. <laughs> anyone for Saratan? <laughs> She must be here to chaperone me. Doorbell, I see we have company. Yes, Auntie. This is Robert Beauregard Hope. Robert, this is antihistamine. <laughs> antihistamine? How'd y'all get a name like that? Mother was expecting a cold. <laughs> Gesundheit. <laughs> Just sit here with my knitting. And you two little old darlings can go ahead as if I'm not even here. Oh, that's fighting mine. I'm mighty fine. My... <laughs> that's fighting mine of you. And a histamine. Dorabel, how about a. Oh, I'll never forget when I was engaged to Colonel Beaumont, the famous Kentucky Colonel. Oh, really? Yes, but we had to call the marriage off. We were incompatible. How come? Well, he was bow-legged and I was not me. Every time we danced together, they had to untangle us with a crowbar. Dorabelle, how about a... Ma, that colonel was a romantic one. He used to take me in his arms, hold me close, and whisper in my ear. Dorabelle, how about a... Wouldn't you like to hear what he whispered in my ear? All right, Auntie, I'd like to hear what he whispered in your ear. So would I. It must have been wonderful. It blew off the fuse on my hearing aid. <laughs> Dorabelle, how about it? Pardon me, I have to go and get some more yarn for my knitting. Oh, Robert, Auntie's gone at last. Yeah, Dorabelle, we're alone. Oh, come here, my little ham hock, sugar pie, corn pone, sweet pea, poke chop, apple dumpling. I feel like a counter at the farmer's market. <laughs> oh, hug your tide, honey. I'm going to give you a kiss like you've never been kissed before. Come here. Well, this is what I've been waiting for. <laughs> Not yet, you fool. <laughs> Look, I don't get a chance like this very often. Go bother Artie Shaw. <laughs> but it was no use. It was the cry of the wild goose. I had to be off again. Down life's highway. <clears throat> 
My heart knows what the wild goose knows. And I must go where the wild goose goes. I'm coming. Wild goose, brother goose, which is best. A wandering foot or a heart and rest. The wild goose flies fast, and soon I found myself in sunny Mexico. My search for romance brought me to a little cabaret in Acapulco. It was run by a fabulous character named Dirty Pancho. <laughs> As I entered the door, he came rushing up. Wait to see us, boy. Come right in. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is your place safe for an American tourist? Oh, first class, boy. Tell me, there's one thing I'm curious about. How'd you get the name Dirty Poncho? Can't hear you. Come a little closer. Okay. A little closer. Okay. Now, what was your question? Never mind. I got the answer. <laughs> Are you enjoying your visit to Mexico, seeing all the sights? Yeah, the only thing I haven't seen is a bullfight. Uh, there's nothing to him, boy. A guy waves a cape and the bull chases him around and around and around. When that's over, another matador comes out and they start, uh, uh... Another round? Oh, you're so kind. <laughs> well, look, Pancho, I didn't come here to talk to you. I wanted to meet that gorgeous dancing girl you have here, Carmelita. Carmelita! You have the next dance with the senor... Oh, come, senor. The music is starting. Arriba! Ole! Pepsi, cole! Ah, <laughs> oh, you run for magnifico, senor. I have never seen anyone dance like you stop at the border. I thought I moved my shoulders pretty well, too. Arriba! Senor, what is your name? Roberto. Roberto? No, not that one. I'm the one from America. <laughs> enough of this dancing, Carmelita. Let us go out on the terrace. I will go on the terrace with you, Senor, but we must be careful. Dirty Pancho is my lover, and he is very jealous. Who cares? You're the most beautiful girl I have ever seen. Soon the wild goose will call, and I will be gone. But before I go, you must kiss me. Boys. <laughs> Pancho! I catch you kissing my Carmelita. I'm going to kill you, you filthy pig. Pancho's got a gun. He's going to shoot. Wild Goosey, where are you? Oh, no, you're not going to get away. He got me. Senor, he didn't hit you. You mean? Put something in the pot, boy. It's Wild Goose for dinner tonight. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, once upon a time, I was unlucky enough to be out of work on Broadway. Since that time, I've always been willing to help any unemployed actor, and here he is, Fred Allen. Thank you, everybody, and thank you, uh, Mr. Hope. Well, it's nice to have you back with us, and man, are you looking great, Fred. Really? Where'd you get that tan? Bermuda? Sun Valley? Palm Springs? No. Miami Beach? No, Bob. They just put a sun lamp in the unemployment office. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll tell you. You don't have to worry about the unemployment office this week, Fred. I got your check right here. No, Bob, please. Now, do me a favor. Skip the check. Tear it up. No, Fred, I insist. I no, paid Bob. you the last time you were on my show, and I'll pay you this time. You can use the money. Well, I know that, Bob, but that's what I'm trying to tell you. The last time you paid me, I couldn't collect my unemployment uh, check. I love... You have no sun lamp on the program. I'm after pale during the half hour. Look at me, much. <laughs> well, look, Brad, you were on my show four weeks ago back in California. I thought you were going to stay out there. Me stay in California, Bob? Yes, you were beginning to look healthy. Well, I don't know. I still have these bags under my eyes here. Yes, but now they're full of orange juice. I tell you, we've got a healthful climate out there. Well, I, it didn't help me any, Bob. I, I actually, you may not believe this, I lost weight out there. No. Now, you may think I'm rugged at first glance, you know, but when I take off this, when I take off this Superman tweed, <laughs> I am so skinny underneath, when I take a bath, I have to starch my ears to keep from going down the drain. That's what I can't understand, but it's funny. You're skinny, and yet you have a pot. Well, Bob, it... every, every man, as you will learn in later life, every man my age has a pot, Bob. Yeah, but your, your cover doesn't fit. What's your... What have you got against California? Well, everything out there is so phony, Bob. Phony, Fred, don't exaggerate. Now, it's the Please, truth. I've got to go back. Now, I, stop this, will you? It's not exaggeration. It's the truth, Bob. There, Well, uh, uh, for example, there aren't any real trees out there at all. The birds uh, haven't got any place to sit down. In California, Bob, if you are tall and wearing a green suit, you have got to keep moving. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm not honest. But look, Gary Cooper stood still too long one day, and a squirrel shoved two acorns up his nose. <laughs> In the one night. That's quite a tour up, Gary Cooper. You know, Fred, you may be right about those trees. I never see any bird's nests out there, come to think of it. Well, that isn't the reason you don't see any bird's nests, Bob. Jack Benny steals them all. <laughs> Jack steals bird's nests? He puts sideburns on them and uses them for toupee. In fact, that is not a pot that you see in his hair. It's a worm that a careless... Pot in <laughs> that explains it. I wonder why the last time I saw Jack, his eyebrows were molting. <laughs> but gee, Fred, you shouldn't knock him like that. He told me he's known you since he was a kid. Oh, Jack never was a kid, Bob. Not many people know this, but Benny wasn't born. Wasn't born? Oh, no. This is a, a secret, but it all happened down at the automat. His mother put in a nickel for some bats. <laughs> What are you working on? No, she's still working on the part in the hair, I think. Hey, uh, 
it's, uh, no, Jack wasn't born. It all happened down at the automat. His mother put in a nickel for some band camps, pork and beans, and out came Benny playing Love and Bloom on a salon. <laughs> about the Beverly Hills rag mob, Bob. <laughs> so you really love it here in New York, don't you? Yes, Bob, I'm happy. Happy to be back in little old Manhattan. Well, what have you been doing since you came back? Have you had any television offers? Frankly, I'm not interested in any offers at the moment, Bob. I just want to relax for a while. I've been thinking about it, too. It would be nice to do something easy and ready. You, you know, the kind of a show Arthur Godfrey does. Arthur Godfrey, you say? Look, he, he takes it so easy, Fred, he doesn't even go to the studio to do that show. He broadcasts from his home. From his home? Sure. When he's saying, good morning, everybody, I'm glad to see everyone so full of vitality to fight life's battles, he's still in bed. Well, then, where does that applause come from? Oh, it just sounds like applause. Godfrey is shaking the wrinkles out of his nightgown. Well, uh, there's no getting away from it, Bob. There's no escaping it. Arthur has sure struck it rich. Yeah, what would it be like if I worked like Godfrey? Oh, don't be silly, Bob. Wouldn't be very hard. Stand by, Fred, and I'll give you my impression right. of Arthur Godfrey. It's time again for your Talent Scout show. And here's your genial master of ceremonies, Arthur Hopefree. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there, friends and neighbors. This is your old friend, Arthur Hopefree with another Talent Scout show. Before we meet our guests, I'd like to tell you that the first five seconds of my program is sponsored by Tips, Tipton's Tea Bag. The tea bag that really floats around in your cup. There, there's a reason for that. Inside every tea bag, there's a Chinese girl with an outboard motor. <laughs> so remember, ask your grocer for genuine Tipton's Tea, the tea that has all America drinking coffee. Just a minute. Yes, folks, this is your little boy Arthur coming your way again. But first, I want to tell you my sponsors on tonight's program are Fink's Flea Powder, Comfy Mattresses, Snodgrass's Shampoo, Strong Heart Dog Food, Dutch Boy Paint, Dutch Girl Paint, Bazooka Bubblegum, Humple Diggers Home Permanent. Oh, why go on? Just go out and buy anything. <laughs> I'm right here, Mr. Hopefree. <laughs> Honey Boy Allen. It's a real privilege meeting you, Mr. Hopefree. Oh, thank you. Thank I listen to your radio program all the time, and I buy them by the carton. Cigarettes? No, aspirin. <laughs> What's your name, son? Well, I'm Alan. You've heard of Victor Moan the Moan, Frankie Lane the Throb, and Jack Smith the Quiver? Yes. I am Freddy the Twitch. <laughs> Well, there's nothing unusual about your act, Alan. Are you kidding, sir? I'll be great for television. I've got a new thing where I act out the song I'm singing. Act out the song? Yes. Now, for, for instance, if I'm singing the old master painter, I draw a picture at the same time. When I sing it's later than you think, I wind the clock. But my greatest number is there's a bluebird on my windowsill. You mean? I take a bath in a saucer. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
Uh, are you ready, Mr. Hope? Yeah, I'm ready. Where am I going? Okay. <laughs> well, here goes. All I want is loving you and music, music, music. I know what's wrong with your act. You need a harmony singer. I'm a natural-born harmony singer, so I'll team up with you. Let's see what it'll sound like. Get it. Put another nickel in, in the Nickelodeon. All I want is loving you and music, music, music. Say, pardon me, is that mm-hmm. your nose, or have I misplaced my pick? Is that <laughs> The sponsor. <laughs> Arthur, you shoot sponsors on your program? Yeah, I like to thin them out once in a while. <laughs> this, this should happen to me. Oh, thanks for the memory. Thank you, Fred Allen. Ladies and gentlemen, we've had a wonderful two weeks at the New York Paramount. The only tough thing about our two great weeks at the Paramount have made us miss the Orange Festival at San Bernardino, California. And brother, there's a show no Westerner should miss. That's the Orange Festival at San Bernardino, a colorful and thrilling event. Tonight, we board one of United Airlines' DC-6s for shows Wednesday in Syracuse, Thursday in Cincinnati, Friday in Owensburg, Kentucky, that is, Saturday in St. Louis, Sunday in Kansas City, Monday in Denver, and then home to, you should pardon the expression, sunny California. Next Tuesday from Hollywood, our guest will be the bat boy of the Pittsburgh Pirates, the money belt that sings, my father, Mr. Crosby. <laughs> Bing boy will be out from the ether by that time, and that's all for now. And how about it? Is everybody given to the Red Cross? And for the lowdown on Chicago, take a peek at Jack Late and Lee Mortimer's Chicago Confidential. Good night, folks. Next on NBC. The last Bob Hope episode that we aired on this podcast was episode number 444, and Fred Allen was also the guest star on that show. There are quite a few episodes of the Bob Hope show that are lost or simply missing yet to be discovered. So that's why we got two Fred Allen guest spots in a row on this podcast. Go back and listen to the last Bob Hope show we aired if you want to hear Fred Allen's mini biography. Or you can always Google Fred Allen and learn more about him. He had a fascinating career. Please send your questions and comments to host at ClassicComedyOTR.com. 
Come back next Wednesday for another episode of The Bob Hope Show and check in on Friday for the next installment of The Life of Riley. Until next time, in the words of Helen Keller, we could never learn to be brave and patient if there were only joy in the world.